What's up, guys, and welcome back to another episode of the Last Take Sports Podcast. And it's been a while, but we are today talking about the MLB Major League Baseball, whatever you want to call it. Obviously, we know over the past couple months, we rarely talk about baseball, considering that football's just been the main source of our topics. And we've talked about basketball, college football, college basketball, stuff like that. We just haven't really gotten the chance to talk about baseball. But we're here, we're talking about the biggest free agency signings. And we're going to start with arguably the biggest one, obviously biggest in terms of biggest contract in Major League Baseball history in terms of a uh, per year basis. And that is Trevor Bauer to the Dodgers. Trevor Bauer is returning home to L.A. where he was born. I think that's where he grew up also. And he also went to UCLA for college, I believe. So returning home, Trevor Bauer going to defending champs. Andrew, what are your thoughts on this signing? Well, my thoughts on this signing, well, Trevor Bauer's free agency was kind of hectic, I would say. And that's just Trevor Bauer. I mean, that's just him. That's what he does. He causes chaos and he's an instigator. And that's exactly what he did this entire free agency throughout his free agency. And literally 24 hours before signing with the Los Angeles Dodgers, there was news that broke saying that he was scheduled to sign with the New York Mets the next day. And then the next day comes, we're all expecting him to announce that he's signing with the New York Mets. And then he comes out and signs with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I mean, this is such a Bauer way, Trevor Bauer way to end his free agency. And I, I, I assume that's how he wanted it to end in the headlines, especially in this way, just being who he is, just being the character he is. So I, my, my thoughts on, though, on the signing, I would have thought he would have went to the Mets, considering he's not in on the bandwagon type and the type player and like the super team type of guy. He doesn't strike me as that type of guy. The guy who will pull like a Kevin Durant move, leave a team that just dominates or leave a team that isn't so good in the Cincinnati Reds and just join a team that just won the World Series. I mean, I, I, I wasn't expecting Trevor Bauer to pull that type of move, but I guess he did. And that just kind of shocked me. I did not think he would sign with the reigning champs. I would think he would go with more of a different route. But I, I don't love it because I don't like the rich getting richer. I mean, that whole idea just doesn't make me too happy, especially when our team, the Detroit Tigers, just are the poor right now in terms of Major League Baseball. And seeing the rich getting richer isn't exactly fun to watch in the Los Angeles Dodgers getting the best free agent available. But it is what it is, like I'm saying. And it should be very intriguing, the NL West, with the Padres and the Dodgers basically fighting for the division and probably going to be fighting for the World Series bid from the NL. So it, it should make things interesting, especially in the NL West. But not a fan of Bauer going to the Dodgers. Like I said, it's just the rich getting richer. Yeah, and I mean, for Trevor Bauer's sake, congrats to him. I mean, he's going to get $40 million a year for the next two years, and no one else is truly getting that type of money. It's smart by him, uh, fantastic work by his agent. And um, 
you know, I, I didn't expect him to get 40 million on the open market, but it just shows that when you were able to go to LA and there's no salary cap, you can basically do anything you want. And that's basically what the Dodgers have done for the past God knows how long. And they finally were able to get a world series out of it in a pandemic year. So congrats Dodgers. You're probably going to go back to back now, but moving on now to a team who we thought was going to get Trevor Bauer, but struck out on that. But before that was able to land a key positional player in Francisco Lindor to the New York Mets. And Andrew, this is a team that had a lot of expectations going into the offseason. We thought they'd be contenders for Springer, for Bauer, for Real Muto, for Michael Brantley, for just about everyone. And they kind of ended up with Francisco Lindor via trade. So they kind of struck out in terms of free agency. But I don't think this is a bad trade whatsoever. The Mets know that they have an opportunity to compete. Steve Cohen obviously cares about Mets baseball more than just about anything in his life. He's willing to pay all the money he has possible. So I don't think this is going to be the last we hear of the Mets, and we'll talk about that towards the end. But, Andrew, what are your thoughts on this this deal from the Indians and the Mets? Well, the Indians, it's pretty clear on what they're trying to do here, and that's a rebuild. I mean, they traded all of their key pieces. I think almost everyone on their roster, except I believe Jose Ramirez on from that uh, 2016 uh, champ or not championship team, but uh, the world series team. And they're just cleaning house, I think, and just getting rid of everyone and looking for a rebuild for the Mets. I think this did, this deal did the exact opposite for them and, boosted them into contention, I, w- I would say. So I think it made sense for both sides. I mean, I don't think there was much of a future for Lindor in Cleveland. And I think Lindor would have done much better on a contender. And that's what uh, the Indians and Mets did with moving him to New York and to the Mets. I think that boosts New York in- into contenders, I would say. And now they're looking dangerous. I mean, we already knew their pitching rotation was good, but now they just got a really good fielder and a really good hitter. Francisco Lindor is one of the best all-around players in the MLB, and I think he's going to show it this year. The Mets got a whole lot better, and the Indians, I think, entered a rebuild with this deal. Yeah, Andrew, but let's move on now to another trade that we had, and this is the one of the only other big trades that we had in the MLB. And this is probably the biggest trade we've seen in baseball in God knows how long, maybe since Justin Verlander was traded to the Houston Astros, unfortunately, but Nolan Arenado went to the St. Louis Cardinals making what quite possibly could be one of the best, if not the best corner infield duo in major league baseball right now with Paul Goldschmidt and Nolan Arenado and Nolan Arenado had seen throughout the entire season that he was destined to end up out of Colorado at some point in the near future. And the Cardinals seemed like they were just another step away on the offensive side of the ball to becoming a true contender. And if there's one guy that they could really go out and get to become that contender, compete with the Dodgers, compete with the Padres, compete with the Braves, Nolan Arenado was that guy. And they went out and got him. It was a very smart idea. I mean, they got fifty. They they got paid fifty million dollars to take 
Nolan Arenado, and then gave up none of their best prospects. It's just a fantastic trade for the St. Louis Cardinals. I mean, it makes sense also because Nolan Arenado didn't have the greatest of years last year. He kind of struggled all year long. I don't think that will be the case this year. I think he's destined to have a, another ridiculous year. I think there's a chance that he could win National League MVP. I probably have him as my bet right now between him and I don't know, someone else, Ronald Acuna, someone like that, Fernando Tatis would probably end up getting it because of media bias, but that's besides the point. But for the Cardinals, I mean, this boosts them into contenders. I mean, they almost beat the Padres last year in the wild card round. So, I mean, I think they have a good chance to, I would say they should win their division. And I think they're one of the better teams in the National League, Andrew. Yeah, Henry, and I need you to confirm or deny this, but I believe the Rockies, this deal didn't make much sense because I believe they paid the Cardinals to take their superstar player and one of the best third basemen in the league, if not the best third baseman in the league. Henry's giving me the thumbs up. This is true. The The Colorado Rockies paid the St. Louis Cardinals to take their superstar player. And they got prospects that weren't even at the top of St. Louis organization. I mean, what are you doing, Colorado? I mean, couldn't you have found a better deal? Uh, a one maybe you just didn't have to pay the other team to take one of the best players, one of the best fielders, one of the best all-around players in the MLB. It didn't make much sense from the Rocky standpoint. And then, on the flip side in St. Louis, I mean, it made all the sense now. So I think this was a huge addition for St. Louis. Like you said, I think they're probably contenders now or should be considered contenders. They were a solid team last year. And now they're going to be even better with another superstar. And for the Rockies, uh, I think it's almost time to enter a rebuild. I, I don't know. The Rockies organization confuses me. I believe they still do a Trevor Story, who is probably one of the best shortstops in the MLB right now. So if you're going for a rebuild by doing this Arenado deal, I don't know why you wouldn't go all out with Trevor Story and get whatever you can out of him and then just enter a full rebuild. But clearly that's not the case. They dealt Arenado to the Cardinals in a really odd deal for them. So I don't know what the future is for Colorado and what they're aiming for and striving for. It's just not very clear, especially with this very odd deal. But for, for the Cardinals, this deal made all the sense since it was such a good deal and such a highly, uh, just such a highly skilled player in Arenado for such a cheap price. I mean, they really won this trade by far, I think, St. Louis. So it made all the sense for St. Louis, and I don't really know how much sense it made for Colorado. Yeah, Andrew, and talking about one of the most interesting signings, I'd say, that we've seen in a while. And with George Springer leaving the Houston Astros and going to the Toronto Blue Jays, I thought that was quite the interesting signing. I think this team is very young, obviously. It's evident that they're a very young team. They have loads of potential. Vlad Jr., they have Bo Bichette. They have uh, they just signed Hinjin Ryu last year. He's capable of being an ace on a very, very good team. Obviously, we saw that with the Dodgers. I think this is a big signing for him. I think they were a 
older veteran star away from maybe being contenders in the AL East. So this will be interesting to see what happens with the Blue Jays going forward. I think they have a big step to take this year and possibly competing for that AL East championship. And they're going to have to play a little bit better than they did last year since only five teams are going to make the playoffs this year. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with the Blue Jays. This is a team that is a very big sleeper team and should have potential to possibly win the AL East, Andrew. Yeah, and the Blue Jays are making moves, and it starts with George Springer. And I really think this team can be contenders in the future. I don't know if they'll be contenders this year, but as their players develop, I mean, they have a very promising young core, as you mentioned. And if they add a couple solid veteran pieces to this uh, to this roster, as well as their uh, core pieces developing and their young pieces developing, this team can definitely be contenders in the future. I don't know if they'll be contenders this year or, or the next, but sometime within the next five years, I think this team will be back in the playoffs and be one of the better teams in the American League. And I think this George Springer uh, deal was definitely a good start to what they're trying to build in Toronto. I don't know if it will kickstart all of this immediately. Like, like I said, I don't know if the George Springer deal will have immediate or crazy impact on their performance. I don't know if they'll be a playoff team this year, but I think in the future, it's definitely looking bright for the Toronto Blue Jays. And I think this George Springer deal was a great start for them. And I expect them to make more deals along the way, possibly trading for a couple a couple more key pieces, a couple more great players. But yeah, I don't know if this George Springer deal will make too much immediate impact, but I think this organization's heading in the right direction. This team is heading in the right direction. I think they do have a bright future, Henry. Yeah, Andrew, and one of the most interesting signings that we've probably seen for a player to come back to their team, and that is Marcelo Zuna returning to the Atlanta Braves. Obviously, with the, the MLB getting rid of the universal DH, I thought this was quite an interesting signing, considering that he's older, and I don't know how much he's going to be able to play in the field. Obviously, he's going to have to if he really wants to play this year. So I thought this was an interesting signing. Obviously, he was a key part for this Braves team that probably should have ended up in the World Series this year if they wouldn't have blown a 3-1 lead. This is a team that definitely can contend. They're still young. They have a lot of potential. They just signed Charlie Morton as well. They're going to have Soroka coming back. Freed and Anderson were two very, very impressive pitchers throughout the entire postseason. So this is a team that can definitely contend for the World Series and should be the favorite by, I wouldn't say by far, the, the NL East is very good, but should be considered the favorites in the NL East and one of the favorites to make or win the World Series. I mean, Atlanta was just so close to making the World Series last year. I mean, so close. They had the pieces. They had the talent. They just couldn't get it done. The Dodgers were the more experienced team, and we saw that. But the Braves are coming back hungry, and I know that. And they're only going to get better each and every year. This team will be probably, I say, at least the third best team in the National League this year. And I'm saying that with confidence. This Atlanta Braves team is looking really good right now. And they're only getting better. And 
I just want to touch up on this uh, re-signing of Marcel Ozuna. Ozuna was looking like one of the best hitters, one of the best power hitters in, in the whole MLB last season. If he can continue that, this Braves team is going to be super scary, possibly top three, I would say, in the entire MLB. I mean, the Dodgers are just stacked, and I'm, I have the Padres in mind too as well because they're only getting better each year as time goes by. I mean, but besides that, I don't know if many other teams, especially in the AL, that are better than the Braves besides those two, and that you can definitely argue that. The Braves are going to be a top team in the MLB, and especially if Marcelo Zuna, which was a key re-signing, I think, in terms of what he can provide while at bat, while at the plate. I think this team can be a top team in the MLB if he produces like he did last year. So this signing and this re-signing was pretty big for this team, I think. Yeah, and the player that basically took the exact opposite route in terms of who they signed with, and Michael Brantley, he had a weird free agency. There was a point where we thought he was going to the Blue Jays, and we thought the Blue Jays were going to be stacked in World Series contenders, and all of a sudden he wasn't going to the Blue Jays, and he was going back to Houston. I think this is a very smart signing for him. I don't know how much he's going to be able to play in the field this year. Obviously, in the AL, there's still the DH, so he'll have that with him. I'm like Marcelo Zuna, who's an older player and will have to play in the field if he wants to get his opportunities. So it makes sense for Brantley to go back to Houston. I don't, I didn't see anywhere else that really was a fit for him. Obviously, we saw that there was a possibility he could have gone to the Blue Jays. Obviously, that didn't happen. I don't know about that fit there, considering that Vlad Jr. might be playing DH this year unless Brantley was willing to play in the field, but we'll see about that. I mean, Houston is going to be a pretty solid team, even though they lost Springer. They still have Altuve. They have Bregman. They have Correa. They have Gurriel. I mean, they'll be, they'll be all right. I mean, it, the, it's, it's Houston, although they have the cheating scandal behind them. They'll still be all right. They made a huge run last year, an unexpected run, but then again, it's the Astros. Everyone hates them, so they'll probably end up making the World Series and winning the World Series somehow this year. Yeah, Henry, and you mentioned just their their uh, players at the plate, but their pitching staff is very good as well. So this Astros team is still a very good team, although they lost George Springer. But the here here's what I have to say. The no one likes the Astros, Henry. I don't even want to talk about the Astros if I'm being quite honest, because I don't like them. So I, I, I think they're cheating scandal, and I am very passionate about this. So I'm not going to get too into it because I don't feel like I need to. But what I do have to say is their cheating scandal was just so morally against the rules and the ethics of baseball. It is just so awful. I can't stand any player on that Astros team. It just sickens me to see that you can cheat your way through the game everybody loves, that the game players play with passion since you're a little kid and you have to cheat your way to win and you, you're okay with that. These players are okay with that. I, I am not okay with that. And I am a fan of the Detroit Tigers who just signed A.J. Hinch. And... I am not a fan of that signing. And when it happened, I, I gave it to Henry and a lot of our friends who were like, oh, I'm a big fan of this, of this signing. We should forgive A.J. Hinch 
You know what I just see, see, that's not true. That's not true. I was I was for it. That's that is 100 percent true. I'm still for it. I know you're still against it, but no one else was with me. Everyone else was saying that that I was wrong for saying he's a cheater. He's he's well. I'm just telling you what it was. It was me against everyone else, and it will be me against everyone else. Detroit against everybody, including Detroiters. How about that, baby? Okay. And AJ Hinch is still a cheater. I don't care what you have to say. He was a part of it. He knew about it. I don't care. That entire Astros team is just so like, I I am not happy about anything that went on during that uh, Astros world series run. I just think it was so, it just was so against the ethics of baseball. I don't understand how the, how these players were just okay with this. It's just not okay. And as a true passionate fan of baseball, and I love the game, I played the game for a while now. I am not okay with what the Astros did. And that that's about it, Henry. I'm not going to get too into it. I'm very passionate about it. And my emotions are coming out right now. So I don't even want to talk about the Astros, if I'm being completely honest. But Michael Brantley going to the Blue Jays. <laughs> Sorry, Henry. You you kind of when you mentioned the Astros, it kind of got me going because whenever I hear about the Astros, I just get angry. But M- Michael Brantley going to the Blue Jays, good for him. George. <laughs> oh wait, no. Michael Brantley resigned with Houston. I am so sorry. And uh, Michael Brantley. So he he was alleged going to the Blue Jays and that's why I thought that I I apologize to all of the listeners that just got very confused I am just so out of sorts right now after I just went on my rant about the Houston Astros that I am mixing things up so Michael Brantley alleged going to the Blue Jays and then a report comes out that he's actually not going to the Blue Jays ends up re-signing with the Houston Astros like I said I don't even want to mention the Houston Astros anymore. So I'm done talking about them. Sorry for the confusion. Michael Brantley is not going to the Blue Jays. And that was a confusion that already happened a while ago. And now I'm confusing all of you guys again. So I apologize. And I don't like the Astros. Closing statement. There you go, Henry. Yeah, so if we're not going to talk about the Astros, let's talk about a team that didn't and has a player that didn't cheat his way to the World Series. And we have Chris Bryant. There are a lot of trade rumors going around, Andrew, and one of the teams that I said circulating was the New York Mets as a possibility, as a destination for Chris Bryant. What are your th- thoughts on the Chicago Cubs? And do you think Chris Bryant could possibly end up in a Mets uniform? What I have to say about this is I definitely think Chris Bryant could end up in the Mets uniform, especially since they're willing to pay Trevor Bauer. So I think they'll be willing to pay Chris Bryant and take him onto their roster. I don't understand why you wouldn't. Chris Bryant is an incredible player. I think people don't give him enough credit. He's very talented. And anyone who wouldn't want him is just stupid at this point. And the Mets have the cap space. They are willing to take on his contract. So why wouldn't you at this point? So if you're the Mets, I think this makes all the sense in the world. But if you're the Cubs, I think you hold on to him. And I really think the Cubs can contend if they want to. And if they keep their key pieces and just add a couple more pieces, I truly think the Cubs have have what it takes to get back to the playoffs and to play well. But 
I don't, I don't know if they're willing to do it. So with the Chris Bryant trade rumors, I, it seems like they're willing to move on from their core pieces because Chris Bryant is definitely a key piece to this team. So it doesn't make sense, I think, for the Cubs to deal him because I think they could still contend. I mean, they have great pieces, like I mentioned. But if they were to, I think the Mets make sense since they have cap space and they're willing to take him on. Plus, they are contenders, like we said earlier. So I think it would make sense for him to go to the Mets. I don't know if he will. If I were the Cubs, I would not trade him. But of course, the rumors have come out that he could be possibly on the trade block. So I, I don't think the Cubs should trade him. But knowing the Cubs organization, they probably will. Yeah, Andrew, and I honestly think the Cubs are closer to a rebuild than closer to contending. I don't think they had the pizzas to go out and win a World Series right now, so I think they just need to clean house, get rid of Rizzo. I mean, Baez is going to be a free agent. Uh, Brian's going to be a free agent. I think all three of them are actually going to be th- free agents next offseason, so I-, I think you move them while you can. I don't think you're going to have enough cap – or not cap, there's no salary cap in baseball. I don't think you're just going to be able to afford to pay all three of them considering that the, that it's not as big of a market as like LA, New York, those places are able to pay everyone 50 million. Chicago's not going to have the opportunity. They're able to pay people more than most. I just don't know if they're going to be able to afford three guys who are going to be asking for 30 million plus. Yeah. And I guess that makes sense, but if they come out and win, if they go all in this year, I don't see a reason why they wouldn't want to re-sign. And I know these guys are going to want to get their money, but I'm pretty sure the Cubs can give them somewhat of what they're looking for in terms of money. So I, I think if I were the Cubs, I would not aim towards a rebuild and deal your guys. But instead, I would just go all in on this year and just trade and do whatever you can to just go all in. I mean, this is your, I I think last hurrah with all your guys, like you said, they're probably going to leave Rizzo Baez Bryant if they don't start winning. And if this organization is going nowhere and trust me, I don't think any of those guys want to leave because that's their home. And especially Rizzo. I mean, Rizzo has been there his entire career. I know Chris Bryant has as well. And I'm pretty sure Baez has as well. I mean, especially Rizzo, though. I I mentioned him specifically because he's been there the longest, I'm pretty sure. So these guys don't want to leave, I I assume, unless they're really unhappy. But I don't think that's the case, or else they would have probably demanded a trade by now. But I don't think these guys want to leave. So I think you just, your last hurrah, like I said, put everything into this season and try to contend. But you, I think you have to go all in one way or another. There's no in-between. You can't just trade Chris Bryant and then just keep Rizzo and Baez do very poorly this year and then have them leave in free agency. If you're the Cubs, I would go all in one way or the other. Like I said, go all in. Try to get guys who can put you into contention. I mean, you have some really good players already. Bryant, Rizzo, Baez. I know they actually signed uh, Jake Arrieta back to Chicago and we know how he was when he was playing for the Cubs a couple years ago maybe he can get back to that form who knows but you need to get some guys to support this core 
and you can start winning games again. And I'm fairly confident about that, especially you need some pitchers and you just need a supporting cast. Like I said, or you decide to go the other way and just rebuild trade all your superstars, get whatever you can out of them, get prospects, who knows, get young guys, anything. And just rebuild at that point. I think you need to go all in one way or another. If I'm the Cubs, I think the better option is to try to win this season and do anything you possibly can to do that. So I think go out and try to get a supporting cast and a pitching staff, which they need. But I don't think they'll do that because it probably takes too much work and too much money. But if I'm the Cubs, that's what I'd do. I just think it makes sense to try and trade those guys when you have the opportunity. Cause I, I really don't think that all three of them are going to resign. I, I say maybe one will resign with the Chicago Cubs. So I think while you have the opportunity, you have to trade them. Yeah. I say you play it out to the trade deadline. And if you're in contention, I guess you try and go all in, but if you're not, there's, you have to trade all of them because you're not going to get any value for re-signing one of them instead of just trading all three. I know they're on expiring contracts, but but you have to trade them if they're not going to be able to re-sign them. So it'll be interesting to see how this Cubs team does. If they're contending, for sure you keep them and you try and sign them to an extension mid-year. But I don't know. We'll, we'll see. But with that, Andrew, I think this would be a great time to wrap up today's podcast. As always, I want to thank everyone for listening. We hope you did enjoy. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and download this podcast. And we'll see you guys next time on the Last Take Sports Podcast.